0: Expectations are for Christmas. Does anyone want to tell me what you're hoping for? We're to wander around till somebody tells me. You can keep me going all night if you want. Anyone? Oh, Elizabeth. Go on. What are your expectations for Christmas? Let's hear them. Something very nice. Something. And what would be very nice? Something. Something. You're not going to give us any more detail. Just something nice. Anyone else? Oh, Paula, going have to shout. Warrington's first Christmas baby. Working? Are you working Christmas Eve? Oh, fantastic! She's a midwife, just in case you're wondering. what the, what that was about? Anything else? Anything else? Not socks. Not socks. Do you not wear socks, Chris? Oh, that's good. That's good. Cycling, I, Nicola, are you listening? Yeah, just put a thumbs up, that's looking positive. So there's all kinds of things that we want. Sometimes it's a good experience. Sometimes it's presence, isn't it? Sometimes all we want is presence. Presence? Who said presence? <laughs> <laughs> no. some gold. Hey. Arthur! Arthur! I think you've got the wrong time. This is the Carol service. It's I know you well, I know you're after Christmas. Well, go on then, give your presents out. <laughs> Duck if you want to get not get hit on the head <laughs> by a coin. <laughs> there, there is, yeah. <laughs> there we go, hey. I think they might like some over there. This way, over here? <laughs> right over there, there's a there we go. Right, come on, Arthur, off you go now. That's that's very nice, thank you. Right, he'll throw them as. His... Who was they expecting to see Arthur Christmas this evening? <laughs> Going is off now. He's got to go and film his second movie. If you're nice to him at the end, he's probably got some more chocolates. Expectations. Sometimes the things are not so good, are they? Have you had a good year this year? No? Yes? Mixed? It varies, doesn't it? Now, this year for us, in some ways, has been a a year where things have happened that we didn't expect. We sold a house this year that we didn't expect to sell. And we bought a house that we didn't expect to buy. Not not just accidentally, just in case you were wondering. And this house um, had some work that needed doing on it. And it was cheaper than we expected How often does that happen? And I had to go over the other day, and a builder was coming to meet me to do some of the work, and he arrived two hours early. When does a builder ever arrive two hours early? Apologies to any builders in the room. My brother is a builder, and I know exactly what that's all about. So sometimes we're expecting things, and things better than what we were expecting happen. But other times, it's not always like that, is it? You know, I never expect to get ill. And yet every year, without fail, I get a cold, I get flu, I get a chest infection, and I'm normally laid up for a couple of days here and there. And that's without any serious illness, just the routine year-by-year illnesses. There is a song that came out a couple of years ago by Jamie Lawson called I Wasn't Expecting That. I don't know if anyone's heard it. And it's a song that actually starts off really happy about a couple who sort of fall in love, they get married, they have three kids, and it goes right the way to their end of the life where the woman sadly dies when an illness returns. But it's a story about how things happen in life that we often weren't expecting. Things just smash into our experience, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. 2,000 years ago, a baby was born in a manger. And we've heard this evening all those familiar readings. We've heard and sung the familiar carols. Nick mentioned when he read the first reading that that was written some 700 years before Jesus was born. There was the hope, there was the sense that God was going to do something unexpected. And this baby, Jesus, was to be born in Bethlehem, a sort of nothing place, really. And all the way through the Old Testament, various people kept saying, come on, you've got to car go, expecting that God will do something amazing. God is going to send someone special. God is going to send somebody who will blow your expectations. I mentioned a few moments ago that we bought a house this year. When you go and buy a house, you have to go around estate agents, don't you? And you go on right move or your move or whatever it is, and you're looking at houses, and you get all these nice pictures, and then you go and you think, how did the photographer make that house look like it did in the brochure? Sometimes that is in a good way, but sadly, it's often the other way around, isn't it? The expectations are not quite what we expect. forward wine 700 years from when Micah wrote that prophecy. And we come to a world in the first century where what people were expecting, that yeah, God would send somebody, God would send a Messiah, he would send a chosen one, but what they were looking for was not a baby in a manger, but a hero on a horse. You know, somebody who would come in, become the king of Israel, smash the Romans, get them out of the way, and let them get on with ruling themselves. And it actually wasn't until after Jesus had been born that people started to think, hold on a minute. Let's look back and see what the Bible actually said. Let's look and see what the prophet said so many years before. You see, they weren't expecting a baby to be born in a manger. They weren't expecting God's chosen one to come with no royal arrival, with just a handful of people knowing about it. They weren't expecting that the choirs of heaven would sing for some shepherds, some absolute nobodies on a hillside. They might have expected the choirs of angels to sing to the emperor in Rome to announce the arrival of Jesus, but not to those nobodies on the hillside. But then Jesus, he grew up, and for 30 years, we don't really hear a lot about him. We hear one story in the Gospels about when he was an older child. But Jesus grew up. He started teaching people about God, about the kingdom of God. That's all about God's rule and reign in our lives. And he taught how God wanted to be somebody who was not far off and distant, but how God would be a friend, somebody closer than a brother to us. And he taught about how God would be able to forgive all the rubbish stuff in our lives, all those times when we mess up, we mess up against God, against other people, and even against ourselves. And he encouraged people to follow him, to have faith in him. But the expectations that he took out the Romans, well, they didn't get very far. Jesus never did that. He never became a military figure. He never did those things that people were actually expecting. And in the end, well, what happened? He got killed. He got nailed to a cross. There were people who didn't like what he had to say about the kingdom of God. There were people who didn't like the miracles that he was doing and telling people their sins were forgiven, that all the rubbish in their lives was done away with. There were people who didn't like the announcement of what God was doing. No one looking for a Messiah expected the one that came. And his death was the one that nobody was expecting either. Because we will all die, won't we? And our death will happen and we will go into the ground. But what happened to Jesus was that when he died, he didn't die an ordinary death. But the Bible, time and time again, the early Christians started to think actually when Jesus died... God was doing something that exceeded anybody's expectations. Because as he died, Jesus was taking onto himself our rubbish, our mess, the brokenness of this world. And he took it all so that death didn't need to have the final word over us as well. In our fifth reading today, if you're good at keeping count, you'll remember that was the one that Deb read from John's Gospel. And John was one of the original disciples of Jesus. And he did that reading that says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now that reading is totally different to the rest of the readings we've heard tonight, because it is so bold, it makes this massive statement of who Jesus is. In the beginning are words that actually are linked with the beginning of the Bible, where God creates the universe. And here we have John saying, actually, all this stuff about beginnings is all about Jesus because actually what John had begun to realize and what loads of people at that time started to click was that Jesus wasn't just an ordinary man that he wasn't just a human being although he was fully human there was far more to say than that he wasn't even just a special human being who'd been given a bit more of God's spirit so he could do miracles and say particularly profound things He wasn't even somebody who'd just been given, you know, a special dose, an extra dose of everything that God was. He was God and is God himself. God by whose very breath we live and breathe. Christ through whom the universe was made. Why did John believe this? Why did Christians through the first century start to believe this and and go around telling other people about Jesus Why for 2,000 years has the church continued to grow and to tell people about the love of God? Well, it's because of this. Jesus didn't stay in the tomb. When he was crucified, when he died, he rose again. You know, people don't do that, do they? That's not part of our everyday experience. But John had met the risen Jesus. 500 people, the Bible tells us, at one time met the risen Jesus. There was so much evidence for it that people started going around saying, there's good news, this Jesus is the Messiah. He is the chosen one of God. He's not what you were expecting, but he is God himself. He has blown our expectations out of the water and done something absolutely incredible. You see, God breaks into our experience and does things far more incredible than we are ever looking for. The first century Jews, the first century people in Israel, were looking for a hero on a horse. Instead, they got a saviour of the world. They were looking for a military figure, and yet they got the Son of God who would defeat death itself and call all of us to follow him and have eternal life forever. Do you have any expectations of what God can do in your life? Do you have any expectations as we approach this Christmas? Because God in Christ came in a way that no one was expecting and did things that blasted everybody's expectations out of the window. And so I just want you to think for a moment about your life towards the end of 2017. What's it like? Is it as you would expect that it would be? Is it different? Have things crowded in that have exceeded or under-exceeded, if that's a word? your expectations? Well, this Christmas, as every Christmas, the Son of God is standing at the door of your life, knocking, offers us something perhaps that we don't expect. See, I don't know what your expectation is of God tonight. I don't know whether it's of somebody far off and distant and remote who you can't really get to know. I don't know if it's of somebody with a great big beard sat on a cloud playing harp music or whatever the image is. But the God who has shown himself in Christ blows apart those expectations. He offers us love and forgiveness. He offers us life that starts now and lasts forever and ever. He offers us joy and hope and peace. The question I want to leave with you is will we hear the call today of the God of the unexpected? Will we hear the call of Jesus, who surprises us day after day? Let's just spend a moment in quiet, and let's reflect on the various readings and the things we've heard this evening. Let's just spend a moment in quiet. Glory to God in the highest, on an earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came. We thank you that you blew the expectations of what Messiah would be. And thank you that this day, as in every day, you call us to follow you, and you offer us a life that is far better than we could ever imagine. Lord, I want to pray for each person, for me, for each person in this room as well, that we will again hear your call. We will see and hear the good news and we will find hope and peace this Christmas time. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen.